Hello, I hope that this video finds you well. I always enjoy hearing from you guys. I really appreciate everyone who watches my videos here and our videos that Scott and I do together. And we've kind of put a little bit of a pause on YouTube the past few weeks because we have just been very intentional with life. We ended up buying the house that we've been living in. So that's huge news for us. That wasn't really the plan when we moved in here. We were very much blessed with a place to live because when we moved we had like two and a half weeks to find a place to live and very generous people let us live in this house and then the opportunity came up to buy it and so we ended up buying it and some land across the street it has been very exciting and also now we have felt this huge responsibility that comes with something being yours so there's that dynamic and then also it is like full-blown garden season momentum <laughs> and we are behind we are still digging our beds i will do a cottage garden update soon but i have to share this with you because if you watched the first video I did about the cottage garden. I talked about how we would love wood chips and our last garden we did the Richard Perkins market style garden and we would like to do that again uh, next year on our land across the street but right now there are horses there so we're not going to garden on that land this season. We're just going to use our fenced in cottage garden and but we still wanted wood chips you know for mulching and stuff and how uh we just ended up surrendering that because wood chips we have found are very expensive and so we prayed and just said god if you want us to have wood chips then you'll provide wood chips so our land across the street the owners wanted to cut down two of the trees that were kind of leaning over the horse barn and so last week they tr the tree trimmers came cut the tree down and all of the branches and excess little pieces they shredded up and they dumped the wood chips at the end of our driveway so that was so cool we were just like oh god you are so faithful even with the smallest things like the desire of our heart for wood chips for our garden and it's been so fun just to be using the wood chips for mulch and it looks so much better than the leaf mulch that I was using. It actually feels like it's like finishing up the garden. So it's just so amazing. And I think, um, you know, when those little moments of God, you see me, you know, the desires of our hearts, like what are the odds that this would happen? And I think for the bigger things that we're praying for, it's just that reminder of God, you see us, your timing is perfect. And so I pray that that is an encouragement for you today. And also uh, we've talked about this on the videos Scott and I do together, but we have a big audacious prayers board and I feel like we go in and out of seasons of being consistent using it. And then some seasons we have full momentum, but basically on the one side, we write down our big audacious prayers of things that only God can do. And then on the other side of the board, uh, it's a testimonies board and we write down all the things that God has done. And then we can actually see like, this is what God is doing. God sees us. God is at work in our life. He is faithful. And for all the things that we're still hoping and praying for, it gives 
faith. A while ago, we heard a, a speaker, and his name's Chris Blackaby. We, he's an Australian guy, and we really enjoy his stuff. And he says, belief is God's love language. So taking him at his word is his love language. And I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself of that, of am I taking God at his word? And then that's the importance of getting in the word. <laughs> because how can we know what God's word is if we're not in the word? And so uh, the Psalms have been really huge for me. I feel like I've just been, uh, you know, in the Psalms. So per homemaker chat usual, I'm going to read a song to us. The book that I'm reading, which I will share on in a second, he actually mentioned this Psalm. It is Psalm 92, for you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands, I sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord. Your thoughts are very deep. In like the first chapter of his book, he talks about this psalm. Oh, you can hear the rain. Oh, it sounds so peaceful. The psalm, he's saying, at the works of your hands, I sing for joy. And he's like, if we are always delighting and observing the work of God's hands, which all we have to do is walk outside and look at creation, then we should be singing for joy. The work of God's hand is all around us. I feel like God's hand has been in everything, in the season of life that we're in, in that it's April and it's time to work outside and be outside, it's finally warm out. And the books that I've been reading, even this book that I'm also going to share on, is uh, called The Secret Therapy of Trees. I'll get into this more a little bit later. This is kind of going to be a, a book review, homemakers chats, and how these books have been inspiring me recently. But I feel like God has directed me to reading all of these books and all of these passages in the Bible for such a time as this, with it being warm weather, garden season, time to be outside, because I am craving being outside. I'm also craving eliminating noise and disruption and anything that would get me dwelling on anything that is not of God, which I don't want that to sound like super spiritual. I think how much of my time I spend consuming, so even being in the garden, I put my headphones in and I'm listening to a podcast, or if I'm going for a walk, then I'm listening to a podcast. Or if I'm cleaning in the house, I have a YouTube video playing. And I've gotten off Instagram. I've been off for about four months, and that's been really good for me. I feel it's very much helped my distraction level. I feel like I'm actually able to, you know, sit and read without this need to grab my phone, which I was struggling with back in the fall. And I definitely have felt a huge improvement on that. But I still feel this need to consume. And almost that I'm not okay with just my thoughts and listening to nature and just being outside without receiving information. It's like this drug of there's so much to consume in the world. There's so many podcasts. There's so much information out there I could be learning. And I need to use this time to keep learning that I've almost like forgotten how important it is for my own creativity and for my own conversations with God to make room for silence. And so that's what I've been very intentional with. And I'm not always good at it. I still do listen to podcasts. I like listening to podcasts. So when I'm like deep cleaning our house, I don't mind 
putting in my headphones and listening to a podcast, but I've definitely made more space to where I'm going on a walk without my phone or I'm going out in the yard without my phone and I'm just singing or sometimes I'm just looking at what I'm doing in the garden and thinking about that. And I've also been reminded back of the season in 2019 when we had our land in Kentucky and we had a garden. And a lot of those times, out of just habit, I would leave my phone in the car because we didn't live on our land. We had to drive to it. And I would just leave my phone in the car and I would work in the garden. I would walk our land. And it's interesting because I definitely that season to me is marked by being in the garden with God and that place was very sacred and I felt it was a very sacred space to spend time with the Lord and as I'm like reflecting on it I'm like I wonder how much of that is because I didn't have noise filling my head and I didn't have uh I wasn't consuming information I was just going out in the land and enjoying nature And so it's really inspired me to just be outside. And also that then ties into the two books that I've been reading and I thought I would share them with you. So we'll start with the one I just finished. I actually don't recommend you buying this book. There's a lot of things that I don't agree with with these authors. I got this book at a an herb garden place in the fall that's near us and the title stood out to me it's called the secret therapy of trees and we were going into winter and I know winter is sometimes hard and long and so especially since we've been married every other winter we go to South Africa for three months and this was the off winter so we were going to be here and I was like okay I do want to be focused with making sure I spend time outside this winter so this book will be very good for me. I started reading it and then it somehow got tucked away and I forgot about it and then I just recently found it again and I just finished reading it yesterday actually and the things that I don't agree with it is Uh, They definitely believe in evolution, that the earth is millions and millions of years old. They talk about horoscopes and um, yeah, they definitely do not believe in God or creation. And so, you know, there's a lot of bones to spit out, but there's also a lot of meat to this of just research done on all of the health benefits of being outside and being in nature and even what happens to our hormones and cortisol levels when we are outside or even touching trees. They've done, you know, like the whole thing of like tree huggers, but how there's actual evidence behind when you touch a tree, the healing that it brings to your body. And it's unfortunate because I feel that the stuff has been stolen by non-Christians to the point where now Christians are afraid of even saying that. But we have to think God made creation for us to delight in, for us to steward well, for us to take dominion over. That was the dominion mandate that God gave Adam 
was, let's read it. In Genesis, he says, and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, behold, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is put on the face of the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. God created all of these things for us. Of course, it's going to be for our benefit. And so I'm not going to allow people like this that aren't Christians and don't believe in God to take what God made for us for our good. It frustrates me when everything is deemed new age or woo woo, when actually it's like, no, they've just stolen what God made and the research, all the science, which I, this is what I love about this book, is there's so much scientific research and evidence done in studies that prove that being outside is for our good. So they talk about that. They talk about negative ions and positive ions and how our living spaces in our work atmospheres have not been great environments for us to live in because of all of the appliances, the, you know, all of the, I'm gonna get probably all the scientific words wrong, but the appliances, you know, they change the atmosphere of our house, Wi-Fi, all of these things that are in our house that make our house not as good to live in. But, and they talk about all the benefits of bringing plants in the house and all of the things plants can do for your home, for the atmosphere of the home, even affecting humidity levels of the home, just stuff like that. They give a whole list of house plants from like the best house plants you can buy for your house. And then with the positive and negative ions, they talk about with negative ions, how we absorb negative ions in our body through our skin and through our respiratory system. And there is never too much negative ions that we can consume. And they talk about how after a storm comes through, the atmosphere is filled with negative ions and how good it is for our health to be outside after a storm. They talk about how near waterfalls, there is a high density concentration of negative ions per like cubic centimeter and how good it is for you. And they talk about walking through forest, how there's negative ions there. You know, you don't even really need scientific evidence to prove this because from my experience, I feel after I've spent a day hiking or I've spent a day by a waterfall, when we're in South Africa and we go hiking in the mountains, I feel this like jubilance and excitement. And it's like, yes, because that was fun, but also because of the molecules in the air, it was so good and healing for our body and our body craves that. And so reading all of this has made me want to be so much more intentional with making sure that I'm spending time outside every day. That goes in hand with what I was saying about listening to podcasts of, you know, maybe it's not of my best interest in mind to 
have my phone with me everywhere I go. I do take it outside with me and I usually sit it on the garden table or somewhere outside so it's in easy access of me, but I don't have to have it playing a podcast. Uh, I will say on that note, I do have one of these like safe sleeves. Scott and I both have them for our cell phone. It's to block EMF stuff. Um, I'm using my phone to record this, but it's just one of those sleeves. We've had these since 2018. And um, I think it's a pretty good brand. If you ever do have your phone on you, you could, at least it's supposed to protect your body from all of the negative stuff that emits from your cell phone. Back to this book, it's been very encouraging. I don't recommend it to buy because I don't really think it's necessary. I've enjoyed reading pieces of it because again, it brings into consciousness the importance of being outside, especially with our land that we have across the street. I'm so excited because it is part forest. It's made me be more intentional with just going and walking through the forest. And we also have a stream that runs through it. And just going over there and just being and spending time just being over there. And they talk about how even if you don't have land, if you live in the city, find parks find places nearby that you can go to be outside in nature. I was thinking about this cafe when we used to live in Lexington. There's this cafe called Mitchler's and it's a greenhouse, but in the evenings they've turned it into a like dining spot. And it's so interesting because I don't think that the food is that good for the price of it. It's like these like salady type of foods and pretzels and uh, it's not very filling, I would say. And then they have like coffee drinks or wine or beer. Again, it's very expensive, but the place is always mobbed. Every time we would go, it was packed out. And reading this book, I was thinking about that place and I was like, it's because city people are craving that outside atmosphere and they are getting rejuvenated, healed, healthy from being under this canopy of trees with twinkle lights hanging above them. It's healing for them. So of course people are overpaying on these food and drinks to be in this atmosphere is because that's hard to find in a city. That's this book that I just finished reading. It's enjoyable. It's inspired me to be intentional with being outside and uh, all the health benefits of that. And then this book, which I already showed you, I'm in chapter three right now, and it's it was fun because I kind of started reading this one when I was halfway through that one, so it was the perfect overlap of a non-Christian perspective to a Christian perspective, and I already love this book so much. I'm hesitant to recommend books that I am not finished with because one time Scott and I were reading this C.R. Wiley book. Uh, it's one of Canon Press's books. And all we had done was read the introduction and we loved the introduction. It was so good. I think we even talked about it in one of our videos and recommended the book, even though we've only read the first intro part. But we were like, if the intro is this good, this book is going to be amazing. Well, the book was terrible. It was so hard to get through. We, it was one of those books where like you're reading it to finish it, not because you're enjoying it. It was just kind of weird. It was supposed to be about like the Christian household, but it was like a lot about mythology and stuff. It was so hard for me to follow. So 
yeah, we ended up recommending a book that we later were like, we should have never recommended that book. It was terrible. <laughs> but I think I'm safe with recommending this book because it is forwarded by Wendell Berry. <laughs> so he recommends it and we love Wendell Berry. Uh, but just from the first three chapters, I am really enjoying this because it's called Living the Sabbath and he talks about the importance of observing the Sabbath but also how does our daily life reflect living the Sabbath? It's about being, again, intentional with the way that we live our life, all the way down to the food that we eat. So this is what got us really into regenerative farming in 2018 and 2019, was reading Wendell Berry's books. And I always get questions of what books do we recommend from Wendell Berry. And it's actually a book of a compilation of his essays called World Ending Fire. It's so good. That was the book that Scott and I first got. So that's a good starting point if you're wanting to get into Wendell Berry stuff. But in 2018-2019, it's what got us into having a passion for shopping locally and knowing where our food comes from. And he hits on that in this book because he said, if we want to honor God and give God glory in everything we do, then that comes down to our most basic means of living, which is knowing where our food is coming from, who's growing our food, what are their practices in gardening? What are their practices in raising animals? We are supposed to be stewarding creation well. And if we are supporting people who are crowding tons of chickens in these little cages and, and you know, it's disgusting. These environments are disgusting. And if we are using our money to support that, is that giving honor and glory to God? And this really convicted me with buying organic in 2019, I was reading Lisa Graham McMinn's book and she was talking about bananas and how conventional bananas, the trees are heavily pesticided. And I think it's South America or somewhere between Guatemala and South America was the area she talked about where there's been studies done and these workers that work at these banana plantation fields that are conventionally grown bananas, there has been so many side effects of cancer with the people working there because they are working with these bananas that are constantly being sprayed with bad chemicals. And so she was saying by supporting and buying those conventional bananas, there is a trickle effect of your money is going towards those big companies who are underpaying these poor people who end up getting sick because of the work environment that they live in. And so things like that. And obviously, I'm not saying this with judgment if you buy conventional bananas. I think it's just being mindful and thoughtful. We love grapefruit. There are times when I cannot get organic grapefruit because our store does not have them all the time. And I buy conventional grapefruit because I really feel the main reason I haven't gotten sick this whole winter is because we eat a grapefruit every single day. We cut it in half and that's what we eat first thing every morning. And I have not gotten sick this winter. And the two times that Scott has gotten sick was because <laughs> he was out of town and he got sick being away. And so, yeah, it's not this like rigid rule of if you, buy, if you don't buy organic, then you're a terrible person. And obviously even the USDA organic FDA industry 
has its own corruptions. So everything doesn't need to be labeled organic to be raised well. Where Scott worked in Kentucky was a farm to table restaurant butchery, and they weren't labeled USDA organic, but they were beyond organic. Like their farming practices, the food, it was beyond organic, but they're not going to bother to pay for the USDA label. So I don't really think the label is everything. I think the most important thing is knowing where your food is coming from to the best of your ability. So finding a local dairy farmer, finding a local uh, grass-fed cattle farm, pig farm, chickens, getting your eggs from people you know or locally, going to farmer's markets, doing CSAs. There's so many options uh, out there and it's just you know, baby steps of moving towards those things a little bit at a time. So I love that he touches on those things. I think that's why I'm enjoying this book is because it's very practical. And also it's one of those books where it's like <laughs> kind of so deep that you don't really want to rush through it because as you're reading it or as I'm reading it, I'm like, God, I don't want to just read this and it go in one year out the other. I want to truly live my life practicing Sabbath delight, like delighting in the Lord in everything that I do. And again, that ties in with this book of, you know, the importance of being outside and what he talks about with Psalm 92 of you can't help but give glory to God when you're outside because you are seeing the beauty of his creation. Just like I don't think you can have bees and be an atheist because it's like, Bees are so incredible. They are amazing. And just looking at them makes you in awe of God. I will keep you updated once I finish it, if I do recommend it. I mean, I can kind of safely say that I do, but like I said, you never know. But I am enjoying it. I do have an Azure haul coming up because I just picked up our Azure order this morning. It was an 8 a.m. pickup and it was my first time ever picking up an Azure order by myself. Uh, of our two and a half years of ordering, Scott has always been with me and he couldn't make it this morning. So it was just me. So that will be coming up soon. So I hope you've enjoyed this video and that you are enjoying any chance that you get to be outside in creation and that it just makes you want to sing and worship the Lord. So I bless you and the rest of your day. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can support our channel by leaving a review on Apple Podcast, or if you would like to purchase from our shop, our website is homewithkelly, K-E-L-L-I dot C-O. We have organic rooibos that we bring in from Scott's home country of South Africa. It is a delicious, no caffeine tea, loose leaf. It is so good, iced or warm. And I also have some vintage home goods in the shop and I make some hand bound journals, which are also available. We hope that everything that we share is an encouragement and a blessing to you and your family.